Welcome to the Beauty of Horror, a podcast dedicated to exploring the unsettling beauty found within our favorite genre. It's the end of the month, which means it's time for me to please our mistress with a review of a specific film based on three tenets of judgments of taste. Is it good? Is it agreeable? And is it beautiful? I'm your host, Chandler Bullock. Join me as I dissect Christoph Ganz's Silent. Before I dig into this film, if you haven't done so yet, be sure to check out the short episode I released earlier this season wherein I explain how the segment will work. More importantly, it also explains the definitions of good, agreeable, and beautiful in philosophical terms. All caught up? Then let us begin. Based on the popular video game franchise of the same name, Silent Hill follows Rose De Silva, played by Rada Mitchell, as she searches for her missing daughter, Sharon, played by Jodell Furland, after a car accident. The two were headed to the ruins of an old sleepy town by the name of Silent Hill when their car unexpectedly careened from the road. When Rose comes to, Sharon is not in the car, and the passenger door is open. The town of Silent Hill is just a shell. The sky is dark and misty with the ashes of a fire that still burns underground from a horrible incident that took place many years before. Rose soon discovers that things are not as they seem, as her connection to the outside world is literally severed. The roads simply end, nothing beyond them but abyss. Yet, 
this is not the worst of it. For Silent Hill is rife with violent religious zealots and terrifying monstrosities that defy all reason. Can Rose find Sharon before it's too late? If so, will Silent Hill let them leave, or are they doomed to call this town home forever? Silent Hill. The first question then that we have to discuss is, is it good? And this is a very difficult thing for me to answer because we're talking specifically about the 2006 film and not the franchise as a whole. As many of you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I am a massive Silent Hill fan, a huge fan of Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3 respectively, Silent Hill 3 being my favorite. I even have a tattoo on my leg of Heather Mason from Silent Hill 3. So there are things in this movie that I adore, and there are things in this movie that I'm a little less interested in. And it all really comes down to what parts they decided to adapt, and where did they get these parts from? Which game was the one that they decided to, you know, emulate or adapt? And in this case, it's a mix of like the first game, the second game, and the third game. The third game a little less, but just by the fact that the third and the first games are so connected and you're kind of telling that story of how, in this case, Sharon, instead of Cheryl, will become Heather. So of course, all of that takes place in the sequel, in Revelations, but we're gonna focus specifically on this movie because when it comes to good goodness between the two, it is a completely different conversation between the two movies. As a movie, do I find it good? Mm, as a movie, it has some issues. There are some pacing issues. There are some story elements that don't make a lot of sense. You know, there are elements to the film that are plucked straight out of the game and then put into film, but they are more aesthetic than they are focused on telling the story. They try, you know, Ariar did try to make that story go with those aesthetics that uh, Gans was doing, but I don't feel that it actually coalesces very nicely. There is a bit of a strange jank to the film, which is beautiful in a way. I'll get to that later, but it's just kind of... It's just kind of where the games had that due to a lot of technical limitations or very calculated decisions. I question, based on what I see in the film, if that's necessarily the case, because it really felt like a film, like a typical video game adaptation, you know, where you're trying your best to make a really flashy CG movie that's it's fit for the mainstream while it also showcases what made the game work, but I just don't know if it 
resulted in a very good movie. I don't think it's bad, but I don't know if I can confidently say on an objective scale if this is a good movie. you know, we know that Guns is capable of more. If you've seen Brotherhood of the Wolf, you know what that director is capable of doing. And I just feel that with Silent Hill, upon multiple rewatches, it starts to look older and older and older. And it feels like it's kind of stuck in a time capsule, which is very fitting for Silent Hill, I suppose. But just like beyond the casting, I mean, you also have Sean Bean. You have Laurie Holden, Deborah Kara Unger. All of these people are of that time from 2006 or so. Like when this movie came out, you could expect their faces and films. Uh, a lot of projects were using them at the time. So there's that. But I'm also just saying, like, you know, the, the graphics date it a bit, which is forgivable, but I also feel that it's because of how they chose to do some of the graphics. And frankly, it's some of the visual choices that they decided to bring in elements from the video games, but then decided to adapt them in a way that wasn't quite accurate. So I'm actually not one of the people who at all enjoys Pyramid Head in this movie. I think he looks pretty terrible. I think that he doesn't fit a role that makes any sense. His scenes are cool just because they scream, this is imagery from Silent Hill, but the look of Pyramid Head isn't right the build it isn't right so all the things that they used that were kind of cool and impressive at the time fail to impress me today because I feel like they are just so of the time and uh, you know I commend a good shot in the dark but I think it was more of a miss than it was a hit in terms of quality so quality wise I don't know again if we're going to be talking about compared to the other adaptation in the sequel it's miles ahead. It's a, it's a very good movie compared to the other one. But I just feel that apart from the acting and using uh, Yamaoka's score, you, there isn't a lot that I love on a crafting scale, I suppose. I do appreciate the attention to detail when it comes to creating the other world of Silent Hill. I really appreciated some of the vibe here and there, but there is just this kind of detached cheesiness to it that isn't the same type of cheesiness that Silent Hill as a franchise is known for. And for that reason, I, I'm i going to be blasphemous and say, I, I'm not going to say it's not good. I'm just going to say I can't call it good. Let's put it that way. I still like it. Which leads me to, of course. Is it agreeable? Yes and no. I've already said that there are a lot of things that I don't like about the film, and those do come down to a lot of technical things. Don't get me wrong here. It's a serviceable film. That's why I can't flat out say it's not good. I mean, it it does have a basic story structure to it that it it follows its own rules, relatively speaking. And it doesn't look ugly by any means. Some of the things like the nurses and the the, the straitjacket patient thing, they look pretty damn cool. It's just... 
collectively, I didn't find it a very good movie, and I'd find it harder to watch over time. And I have that with the agreeability to it, too. There's just a lot in this movie I just don't like. I don't like the way Pyramid Head was presented. I don't think he should have been in this movie at all, much less in the way he's there. I get that they're trying to make some changes because you have to for an adaptation, and I just don't agree with the excuses that were given because they just kind of feel like you needed to make a change and then you're telling me a reason after you decided how you were going to make the change. Now, that may not be the case. I can't speak for anybody who made the movie. I'm just going by how it feels and how the legacy of this character and some of these images have gone off. And they just kind of feel more like stamping out your own visual language for the film than it really is trying to, trying to adapt the original in any way that matches, if you know what I mean. So it agrees with me in that I love the score from the Silent Hill games. I love what's in the movie. I enjoy the overall journey to find Sharon, but any of the scenes with Sean Bean in the real world doesn't work for me at all. I don't know why they put them in there at all. You didn't have to have him in the movie at all, honestly. Uh, There's just no reason to have this character in this film. I quite liked the whole matriarchal approach instead of the patriarchal approach, although a Harry Mason would have been really cool to see, and they kind of do it with him, but they kind of don't. And I just don't feel like they needed to do any of that. All of the cult stuff really falls flat for me. I really don't like it. I don't feel that they understood the cult of Silent Hill from the first game or the third game, what their goals are, what they feel. It just kind of felt like the people in the mist, really. You know, you just get religion because you're in a difficult situation. Like, I know that they were a cult beforehand. That's how they start the fire in the first place, by burning Alessa because they're convinced that she's, you know, of the devil. But the whole point is she's supposed to bring about God. They want the demons to show up. They want these things. And for this cult to not feel that way and to be the opposite, to be some sort of representation of, like, fundamentalist Christianity in the United States, uh, I kind of find it bullshit, really. Uh, Pardon my, you know, my use of language there. I just, it really bothers me because what makes that cult so interesting in the games is the fact that they are adhering to a philosophy that is kind of sound in a way, but it's really vicious and completely apathetic in its approach, which is what makes it bad, what makes it evil. And I didn't feel that this movie explores any of that properly. It's just spooky, mean, you know, Salem-style witchcraft stereotyping kind of stuff. So those parts do not appeal to me. What appeals to me are all the other world transformations when Rose is seeing the gray children, when Rose is around the janitor. I fucking love the janitor. I think that that is such a cool way to do this. You need to have some unique things that apply only to the characters who are going to be in it. But the big problem I have with it is that although we have a lot of iconic imagery from Silent Hill and they have a couple of new things, they're still linking everything to Alessa which is what they do a bit in the first game, but the point of Silent Hill from two onward really is that it manifests in a way to showcase the torment of the people who were there. So what you see may be different from what other people are seeing, and sometimes it overlaps. You know, it has very flexible rules in that way because it is a multi-dimensional space. So for me, I just kind of felt like I didn't have enough from Rose. 
I felt that Rose was just a person who was running around and learning and understanding more about Alessa. You know, you have a mom in this situation. You have the mother's love who helps her understand the rage that Alessa is feeling and why Alessa's calling Sharon back to Silent Hill so that they can merge together and finally get some justice. But I just didn't really feel that Silent Hill as a space was adapted well because Rose's connection to it really wasn't there and the way the other world looked as well it it was cool at the time homecoming looks kind of cool but with homecoming honestly it actually made more sense to me because that game at least was crafted with that character in mind and him being a soldier it, it all kind of made sense that it was very industrial very fire oriented i didn't understand it in this film uh we have no moments of knowing what rose's fears are what rose's passions are we just see her as a foster parent, and then she's just constantly, why, Sharon, why are you doing this? And then she's just around. Don't get me wrong, I think Rada Mitchell did a wonderful job. I liked her in the role. I thought she has a very interesting look with the costume, her hair, everything. It's just very striking. It really fits, especially if you know where we're going with Heather, although they're not biologically linked. I love the fact that, you know, Sharon is probably going to emulate her mother later on, which, you know, spoiler alert, that's not really the story to go for. So there are so many decisions made that really bother me with this film, and yet I love it. You know, it's one of those things that it is Silent Hill. It's the only close adaptation we have, and for that fact, I will always have a soft spot for this film. I will put it on to enjoy it. I will turn off all of the criticism that I just spewed out about it. It's just that's why I consider it agreeable but not agreeable. It's somewhere in the middle for me. It's really agreeable just in that it is Silent Hill. They didn't fuck up everything, you know. There are so many things that are done well, from the sirens, the transformations of the world, the way they use the music, the places that Rose goes to, the different nods, the town itself. So many things work for me. It's just there are too many deviations for me to always enjoy it, and I think I would enjoy it a lot more if... If everyone who was working on it had really just tried their best to bring that property actually to life on screen, and you can deviate, but you really needed to at least adhere to the logic of the place. That's what's missing for me. Uh, Silent Hill just doesn't work like Silent Hill, and therefore a lot of the entities and monsters and stuff that we see just don't make any damn sense as to why they're there. They're just there because, eh, you know it from that game. And frankly, Silent Hill has never been a property like that for me. It has very iconic imagery, but I just don't feel that it is a, you know, Marvel, Disney-style, hey, look, let's put Pyramid Head on everything. Um, uh, you should be unnerved by these characters, and they should be memorable because of how impressively sublime they are. They impact you because of the psychological weight of their existence coupled with the actions that they do and the way they look, but it's not just, you know, Pyramid Head is very muscly and therefore intimidating. Uh, what made him more intimidating in the game was that it was a very lithe, tall figure who shouldn't be able to wield that sword. And acted in a way that you couldn't understand, whereas, it, you know, Pyramid Head feels more like a guard dog in the two movies, so. Uh, yeah, to keep that short, mm -mm, kind of, I guess, in that it is Silent Hill, yes. And lastly...
Is it beautiful? I did mention there is some beauty here, and the beautiful part of it is that uh, Christoph Gans went to the T when it came to trying his best to recreate the visuals of the game. The way the textures are in the games are just they're second to none. Like Nobody knows how to do it the way Team Silent did back in the day, and we're, all, we're still clamoring to this day for them to get back together and make a Silent Hill game because we want it to look right, we want it to sound right, we want it to feel right. And unfortunately, I feel that this movie was the beginning of the end for the franchise just because it set up a standard that a lot of Western takes in the game decided to try out. And unfortunately, this is where aesthetics gets in the way again. If you stick to one aesthetic and you just repeat that over and over and over again, uh, one mechanic, repeat it over and over and over again, it becomes stale. So, without getting too much of a tangent, you know, I wanted to bring up from software for a moment just because they do kind of adhere to their aesthetic a lot, but pay close attention to the different Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, Sekiro, all of them. Similar, but very different in terms of aesthetics. So, you know, they're always evolving and changing things ever so slightly, and that's what Team Silent were doing as well. Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2, Silent Hill 3, and Silent Hill The Room, they do all feel very similar and they are all an evolution of what came before. I feel that Gans was doing that in this movie and that's where a lot of the beauty comes in for me. I feel that Silent Hill just is a beautiful place. Something about it is mesmerizing. It's designed to make you want to be there but also it repels you at the same time. It's a version of hell that is very comforting only I guess because it is a small town and if you've ever grown up in one you kind of understand the feel of it. It is based off of Twin Peaks, so if you had any sort of nostalgia for that, or at the very least, even in later in life, if you caught on to Twin Peaks and you get the vibe of the town, you kind of know what they're getting at here. And just the fact that he managed to kind of recreate these textures, the way things are burnt up and molded, and just look a little dingy, but you know how it's both in the real world is kind of gray and dingy, but in the other world it's just all, it's funny, it's like it's more peeled up and decayed, but it's also more alive. Love it. The nurses, wonderfully done. I love the take of the bubble-headed nurse here with their faces all stretched around and everything to give them that particular shape to their heads. I like the idea that they come at you when you have your lights on. So they're kind of adding game mechanics into a movie, which is really cool. And for me as a game developer, it is one of the most beautiful things I can see. You know, I'm an actor, I'm a game developer, I'm a writer, I'm a film fan. It all coalesces really, really nicely in this film. So I have to give props to them for that. Uh, I think there's a flow to some scenes that is absolutely amazing. And that fucking ending, right? Like the... The whole barbed wire massacre at the end of the film is just a wonderfully shot sequence. It goes on way too long. It's very quiet in some instances. And um, it's, it's breathtakingly beautiful at the same time. Very you know, disturbing stuff, but just the image of Alessa rising up out of the ground with a barbed wire wrapped around her bed. It, it just it gets me every single time, just how it looks like it could be in a stained glass in a church. In fact, there's even stained glass behind her when it's happening. So there's beauty in it. The shots of Silent Hill, of the sirens on the top of the church, the Silent Hill sign, all these are gorgeous shots. Gans is a, he has a beautiful eye as a director, and he definitely employs that eye and puts it to work here. But it's just not 
in the right direction for everything. So unfortunately, like it, it has moments of beauty. Uh, I guess if you're looking at the story, especially from this motherly side of things and seeing Rose grow from being a foster parent to like a mom and really sacrificing herself physically and mentally and spiritually for this girl that she has taken in to be her daughter, that is beautiful to me as well. So I think it's a very beautiful film, even if though I don't always find it very good and it doesn't always agree with me for whatever nitpicky fan shit <laughs> that I have in my head. I, I do understand that that's just a me problem sometimes. I don't want to take away from the fact this is one of those cases where I think we have a very beautiful film and that's what the whole point of it is. The use of aesthetics is very beautiful for the most part. So, but it doesn't necessarily add up with objectively well-made and, and let's I want to make it clear here it's not the directing that is the problem nor the acting or anything it really is the script and the logic behind the characters if they had better characterization in this film it would be a very good film but it's just the fact that they don't and they didn't seem to know what they were you know where they were going with it sometimes so they'd veer off into story world of the game and then they'd veer off into their own story so that, that's where i'm coming from there but yeah so do i find it beautiful i absolutely do and for that reason i do still feel that in the spirit and the heart of it it is a silent hill film i would love to see a director nowadays tackle this and try to stay even closer to what made Silent Hill work. Maybe finally an adaptation of Silent Hill 2, you still get to use Pyramid Head, but then probably more accurately to that game's depiction of the character, I think would really freak people out, especially a little slot in his helmet so he can like look around and stuff. So anyway, I, I, I digress. Point being, uh, is it good? Uh, questionable. Is it agreeable? Not always to me. Uh, for other people, probably a lot more. And is it beautiful? Absolutely. So I do hope that our mistress is pleased with my review, and I do hope you are as well. If you want to hear more from me about beauty and horror, or about, you know, horror in general, my musings, you can check me out on Twitter, which is at underscore shockaholic. And please be sure to check out my website, which is shockaholic.org. And, of course, I want to thank you all, dear listeners, as we give our devotion to our mistress, and, of course, for joining me in talking about the beauty that lurks within the horrible. Goodbye.